Welcome back to Let's Vibe Podcast, a podcast hosted by Vibe with Aid. In today's episode, I'm looking back on the past three years of becoming a content creator and sharing with you guys my best tips and advice if you are looking to do the same. Without further ado, let's vibe into today's episode. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. I hope you guys are doing well and that you're staying safe and healthy out there. Um, on YouTube, we're testing out a new format. I'm recording on Zoom, so we'll see how this goes and everything. <laughs> but hopefully this goes well. I'm just tired of my camera overheating, so we're testing out my new webcam and recording on Zoom. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I'm super excited to talk about the past three years of being a content creator, I started Vibe with Aid in 2017, which is so, so crazy to me. We're just going to be talking about things I've learned and hopefully it has some really good tips if you are interested in becoming a content creator. Vibe with Aid will be turning three on September 25th, so I'm super, super excited to celebrate that and celebrate it with you guys because you guys are the reason I'm here and I'm so grateful um, and everything. So like I said, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I'm really happy to have you here. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you haven't already, um, if you're new to the podcast, we do a listener of the week. So this is someone that has been supporting the podcast that I just want to give a little bit of a shout out to. We do have a new podcast review from Apple Podcasts. So if you guys listen on Apple Podcasts, I'd love it if you'd leave five-star rating and a review and whatnot. So we do have one from Cam Irwin, I think is the username. And it says, a great spiritual guide. And this person says, my inner self brought me here today and she knows exactly what she is talking about and well on her journey. So thank you so much for the support for the podcast and for this review. It means a lot to me. I've been getting that a lot lately in terms of like spirituality and being like, emotionally intelligent and whatnot. I've been getting a lot of feedback like that. So it's been really great that I can help you guys out in some way. Um, this was back in May. So I'm curious what episode this was, but I'd have to look back and see. <laughs> Could have been anything from probably the mental health check-in or um, anything like that. So I am really glad you guys are enjoying the podcast. Um, and this is going to be episode 22, which is crazy. So coming at you bi-weekly. Um, but everything's been going good. So we'll get into this week's vibe check. So if you're new to the podcast, we do a weekly check-in or bi-weekly check-in where I check in with you guys, um, basically just to check in with myself, check in with you guys. It's what we do here. Love a little vibe check. So what we'll do is we'll take three deep breaths, inhale it in and exhale it back out. <sighs> inhale again and exhale it back out. Last time, inhale it in, and exhale it back out. Then I'll ask the following questions, and you, you can think in your head, journal, whatever feels good. How am I feeling today? Do I like this feeling? What could this feeling be trying to teach me? What could make today better, or is there a need to? What are three things I'm grateful for today? 
what could I affirm for myself today or a goal I can set for myself? Now I'll go ahead and share how I'm feeling and you can ponder those questions throughout today or whenever you feel like it. Um, so today I'm feeling pretty good. It's Monday uh, when I'm recording this, the day before this goes up. Um, I had a pretty good weekend, I'd say. It was like my first weekend not moving for once and not getting settled into my apartment. So it's been really good this week, um, this weekend and this past week. This past week was a little bit stressful. I think I had a lot on my plate. I'll have a get ready with me catch up video coming soon on my YouTube channel, um, Vibe with Aid, that you guys can check out. So there'll be a lot of catch up on there, but work has just been really crazy. So I decided to take a step back on Vibe with Aid stuff. And by take a step back, like I'm not going to be posting as many videos, <laughs> but we're still posting TikTok, still posting Instagram, stuff like that. But YouTube videos do take up a lot of my time. So I'm not going to be posting those as frequently, but I just have to remind myself I'm working full time and doing Vibe with Aid all on the side. Like I do not need to be stressing myself out as much as I was. And there's no festivals going on. So it's kind of like, why am I pressuring myself to put out so much content when festivals aren't even happening? Like it's just unnecessary stress. So I feel a lot better since doing that. And it's made me be a lot more focused when it comes to creating content. I had a really big content creating day on Saturday. And I also set up a lot of my apartment. Like you can see the decorations behind me, but I was able to do a vanity and dresser and get all set up in my apartment on Saturday. I did film a video on Saturday that I'm going to have to refilm, which I'm really annoyed about, but it's whatever. It's um, how to start DJing tips from a beginner video that I'm super excited about because next week I'm going to be releasing my first ever mix, <laughs> which is crazy. It's like almost an hour long filled with like a lot of good deep house, tech house, like a lot of things that I really love. And so I wanted to do a how to begin learning how to DJ um, video to go with it so that people could also start learning how to DJ. Um, I filmed that video. I had stuff in my teeth, you guys. I went and, look and looked at the footage just now and I'm like, yeah, there's no way I'm posting this video. So I'm gonna have to refilm that this week. But other than that, like I feel really good. Um, I kind of mentioned this in the last podcast, but since then I publicly announced that I was in a relationship um, with my boyfriend Chase and things have just been really good with that. We've been doing so well and like he's just my favorite person, honestly. Um, so yeah, we had a good weekend together. We were supposed to go out of town this week for a wedding. One of his friends from um, from growing up, it was getting married this week, but we are unfortunately not going to be able to attend. We received the news today um, that it's gonna get postponed. So we were kind of looking forward to that vacation, but also at the same time, you know, we can save money, um, not risk getting COVID, even though everything was gonna be very safe, like they were doing everything they possibly could, but things just were out of our control. So. We are gonna try and do a little staycation of some sort this weekend, um, but not use any of our PTO and try to save money as well. Him and I both moved, he switched jobs, so we're both just kind of like being very conscious about what we buy um, and stuff. So that was kind of a little bit of a bummer, but you know, things happen. And um, what I've been really trying to do is just control the controllables. This whole situation is just out of our control. So what we can control is 
reallocating that time to do other things and just kind of going with the flow. You know what I mean? So like I said, I'm feeling pretty good. I had a good productive day at work. Uh, it's been pretty hectic, but we've been getting through. Like I, the days have just been going by so fast, which is like kind of nice, but also not at the same time. It kind of stresses me out, but feeling pretty good going into the week. So do I like this feeling? Yes. Let's keep on riding this train. We're on an upswing this week, I'd like to say. So let's keep on going. Um, what could this feeling be trying to teach me? I don't think there's anything really it's trying to teach me other than keep taking care of myself, keep doing what I'm doing because I'm feeling pretty good. I also, I didn't mention this, I took a week off working out last week. So I have been, my lower back has been hurting really bad because of moving and being bent over, packing boxes, unpacking boxes. Like the fact that I had to, that was a three week process basically. My lower back was killing me. So I went to the chiropractor and that helped a lot. So that was something that I did for myself that I am so grateful for because I'm feeling a lot better. So I took some time off the gym. So I'm getting back into it this week and easing my way back into that. Um, what could make today better? Is there a need to? You know, I'm a little stressed that I'm going to have to edit this podcast and get it up tonight so that it gets posted tomorrow. But you know, it's fine. We're fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> I could have recorded this podcast over the weekend, but I just did it on Saturday. And then Sunday we went shopping for the wedding and we ended up like, we're not even going to need that stuff for the wedding anymore. So <laughs> I just need to do what I can tonight. And hopefully this podcast will be up and you're listening into it right now, which I'm sure you are on this fine Tuesday. <laughs> Um, three things I'm grateful for today. So I am grateful to be in my new apartment. Once I decorated, it kind of really hit me like, oh, we live here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I've really been enjoying living here so far. Um, you know, I'm working full time and doing vibe with aid and living here all in the same space. And it's just the perfect amount of space for me. Um, only thing is we're still waiting on a couch that won't be here until October 17th, but that's okay. It'll be okay. Um, but yeah, I've just been really grateful to be in this new place and that I can afford to be in this place. So I've just been feeling extra grateful for all that. Um, number two, I wrote grateful for taking back my life. And what I mean by that is, is like, I was getting so bogged down by like all the content I should be making or stuff I should be doing and like all this stuff. And I just last week had a breakdown and I was like, you know what, like in this season, as much as I would love to be putting out content all the time, working a full-time job, like I just can't, you know what I mean? And I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get into today's topic um, of, you know, prioritizing and saying yes, saying no, stuff like that. So I've been really grateful for that because I just like feel like more at ease when it comes to creating content and I don't feel this insane amount of pressure that I was putting on myself. Like no one was putting this pressure on me. It was literally just me. <laughs> and then the last thing grateful for this year. Um, this has been a very challenging year for a lot of us, but I do feel grateful for it in a way. Um, because, and I know this is a very privileged thing to say, but I have felt a lot better about certain things that have happened to me necessarily, I guess. Um, being in a new apartment, starting a new relationship, having a better relationship with myself, um, new car, bunch of new stuff. Like we've really leveled up this year and I did, was not expecting it at all. Um, 
And I, I was watching this uh, vlogger, Taylor King, and she was talking about how this year has been like a really big level up for her. And I just like have felt the same. And I was hoping for a level up this year, but in different ways. So to see the way that this year has kind of been turning out has been really cool to kind of watch unfold and stuff. And obviously it's been also a very sad year on the flip side between everything going on. But I think for myself, I'm just pretty grateful for everything that has happened because it's led me to this point. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, just feeling grateful for that overall. And then my affirmation for today, I am trusting the timing of my life. This is one I come back to time and time again um, because I tend to want to rush to the destination. I want to get to that end goal right away. You know, I want to wake up and I already want to be in that mansion. I don't even know if I want to be living in a mansion, but you know what I mean? Like I already want to be at the end of where I want to get to. And I'm like rushing to get there, but you know, God in the universe has been basically telling me like, slow down, take your time. There's no rush. You know what I mean? So I am just trying to get, remind myself that whenever I kind of get in these head spaces of like, I need to be doing this. Sorry. Ooh, I did not mean to yawn. <laughs> like I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And like, I just need to take one thing at a time and do what feels best. So that is it for the vibe check for today. Um, and let's take a little bit of a break and then I will get into today's episode. Alrighty, so for the break today, I wanted to talk about a... Instagram account. I don't know if she has a formal website, but Val's Vinyl Creations, and I will link her down below. She sent me, look you guys, how freaking cute this cup is. We have a Starbucks cup, and it says Lane 8 on it, and it's five with eight, and like look at this glitter. Just like look at the glitter. If you're watching on YouTube, there's glitter that just like pours down, and it's so cute, and I can like shake it all up, and it's all glittery. Like it's literally just me in a cup. So Val, thank you so much for sending this to me. I absolutely love it. It also says vibe with eight on it. But if you guys want cool little creations like this, definitely go check her out. I will link her down below. I think it's super important to just continue to be supporting small businesses during this time and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that is the shout out for today's podcast. Now, without further ado, let's vibe back into today's episode. We're celebrating three years of Vibe with Aid on September 25th, you guys, which is so crazy to me. Like, I had no idea Vibe with Aid would turn to where it is today. Um, gonna be totally honest, I had no idea. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be talking about some things I've learned the past three years. I have five like big lessons and then there's going to be some like many or lessons like kind of tucked into it, but I figured out like five main arching tips, I guess. So if you want to pull out a notebook, pull out your phone or whatever it is, save this podcast so you can come back to it. There's going to be a lot of helpful things, um, to that we're going to be able to talk about and stuff. So if you want to know how I started Vibe with Aid and all of that stuff, you are probably going to want to look at episode 
one where I basically talk about where I started, my background, stuff like that. Then you can also look to episode three, which is how I balance working full-time and attending music festivals. Um, so that gives you like a little bit more context to stuff, but just so we are all on the same page about my journey and vibe with aid. I started vibe with aid back in 2017. I just moved to Austin, Texas for a digital marketing apprenticeship and my full-time job. So I was balancing those two programs that I was balancing a program and also working full time. And then I decided to start vibe with aid at the same time, because why not? I'm a busy gal. I didn't have any friends. So I was like, you know what? I've had this idea for a while, so let's start it. So what I started with was a Wix site. I built a Wix website. I knew how to build one from a project I did in college. So I built a Wix site and decided I wanted to do a blog and just write about my experiences going to music festivals and give tips to people that also want to go to music festivals. I don't really know. I just was like, let's just do this and let's see what happens. And so leading up to the launch date, I set up the website. I did my first initial posts. I switched over my Instagram and my Twitter at account to at vibe with aid. I came up with vibe with aid because <laughs> I had signed up for like a vibration promotion code, like probably earlier in 2017. And I totally forgot about it. And I did vibe with aid because of like vibration, vibe, you know, that kind of thing. So I was like, let's do vibe with aid as my 10% off ambassador code. Again, this was before I even started the brand. So I looked at what that code was and I was like, you know what, vibe with aid kind of makes sense. And I don't have to change this code or anything. It just kind of keeps the same branding across the board. So I started vibe with aid that way. And so on my Instagram, I want to say I had about 2,900 followers and Twitter, probably around 2000. So I went to really big high schools and I went to a really big high school and college in Arizona. So I already had a pretty big network and it was just family and friends and stuff. So I decided to just convert that already account, that account already into vibe with aid. And my mindset for that was like, if no one's really interested in that, they can just unfollow. Like, this is just what I wanted to be doing and stuff. Um, and this is going to be my life now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be documenting my life on this platform, on this account. So like, I'm going to keep it, you know, some people do start from the ground up. Um, I don't really know the pros and cons to either. I just know back then I probably could have started from, a from like a new account and would have been just fine because Instagram was a lot more friendly then. And then now I don't know if I would restart an account. <laughs> I've restarted two new Instagrams for my two podcasts that I have, but doing one from the ground up could be really hard, but I don't know. You kind of just have to test out and see for yourself if you want to convert your account that you already have or start a new one and grow from there. It's a lot harder to grow, I'd say, in 2020, but there, there are definitely ways to learn. And we can totally talk about that in like just Instagram in a whole separate episode. Um, so yeah, I started that. I launched it. And when I launched it, people didn't really know like what a music festival blogger was. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I kind of coined the term in a way because uh, there were people that were creating content for festivals, but they were writing specifically for the festival or they were writing for like a music publication kind of thing. Um, so no one 
specifically had a blog and no one was specifically influencing for festivals, if that makes any sense. Like there were people that were working under festivals and representing festivals that way or representing publications for EDM festivals, stuff like that. But there wasn't like specifically just one person branding themselves. Um, I will say they were like in bigger kind of groups like Festival Squad, Electric Hawk, stuff like that, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so yeah, I basically was having to tell my followers, this is what I'm about. This is who I am. And then had to figure out ways to reach newer audiences and attract more and more people and stuff like that. Um, and now through the past three years, we've grown to now six 6,500 subscribers on YouTube, 12, I think 12.3K on Instagram. We're almost to 6K on TikTok. We're almost to 6K, I think, on Twitter, I want to say. I can't remember where I'm at on Twitter, but it's been crazy just to watch the amount of growth and stuff. And I've been able to go to so many festivals and I've been able to go to festivals for free and I've been able to get a lot of free products, which like, when I started, I had no idea any of that was a possibility. I was just like, I just want to help people. And that's what it's always been. My mission has always been to help people live their best life at festivals and feel comfortable and confident in going to music festivals. And then it's also kind of progressed into kind of a whole lifestyle kind of thing. Like how can you live your best life at festivals, but then how can you also live your best life outside of those festivals? I feel like that's where I've kind of positioned myself because I talk about a bunch of other stuff like health and fitness, self-awareness, mindfulness. Like I talk about so many other things that I feel like it's also be kind of come into more of a lifestyle brand in a way. Um, so yeah, it's been really awesome to watch this kind of all go down. And so we started out with the website, then we did the YouTube channel, I think a month later, but I didn't start going hardcore on the YouTube channel, March of 2018. And then Instagram, I went hard on. I still go hard for every day with my Instagram. I'm really proud of being able to grow that in ways that aren't typically normal um, when growing an Instagram account. And I'll talk more about that as well. Um, but yeah, so that is a little bit of background just so you guys know where I started, how I started. I will sprinkle more of how I started and more tips and stuff like that as we get into the five main tips. So let's get into it. Let me grab some water really quick. Number one thing I've learned is that if you want something, you got to go out and get it. You got to just start. I talk about this all the time when I'm talking to people about wanting to start a YouTube channel, wanting to start a blog, wanting to start whatever. If you want something and you really want it, you need to go out and get it. No one's going to give it to you. No one is going to, you know, do it for you. You have to do it yourself. And I say that as nicely as possible, but it's true. Um, I just had this idea and I just started researching. I started Googling and just started doing it, started posting, started being consistent. Consistency is a big word that you will want to get familiar with is that being, being consistent, staying consistent is going to help keep you going and get you to where I am today. You know what I mean? Is that I started and while people didn't really know what the heck a music festival blogger was, I just kept posting. I kept doing it. I kept trying different things and now we're here. So 
there is that one quote where it's like your first podcast, your first anything, your first video, whatever is not going to be the best. Like it's not, it's not going to be good at all. I could probably watch my first YouTube video and cringe. I should probably do a reaction video to that. Honestly, I could listen to my first podcast episode and cringe this mix that I'm about to put out. I'm really proud of this mix, but probably in a couple months time, I could hear so many things I could do better with it. You know what I mean? But I just have to start. So if you are wanting to start a blog, start figuring out WordPress, start figuring out, um, you know, if, or if you want to do a Wix site, Squarespace, whatever it is, there's so much content out now too compared to three years ago that it is so easy to start something like YouTube tutorials, Google, um, a bunch of sites like that can help you so much. And there's so many more influencers too that can teach you how to content create and stuff like that. So you don't know unless you start looking. And then um, you just have to understand we all start somewhere. You know what I mean? Like I didn't wake up with 12, like I didn't wake up with 12,000 followers on Instagram. I told you guys, I started out with like 2,900. And in three years, I've been able to naturally and organically grow it. I, that is one thing I'm very proud about is that I did not pay for any of my followers. Everything I've done has been organic and natural and it's exactly what I would want because I want to be able to have a community that I can talk with and connect and engage with. I just don't want vanity metrics and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but figure out, you know, what do you want your niche to be? What do you want your um, channel to be about, your content to be about? What is it that you are really passionate about? What do you think that you can add value to? I know it can be really hard, especially in the festival content creating space, which is still pretty new compared to a lot of the other industries, but it can be very easy to look at me or to look at Emma and think they're already doing it or they're, they've already posted this stuff. Like what possibly could I add? And you don't really realize it, but you could add a lot more than any of us ever could because you're you and you bring your own experience and your own um, values and your own story to the table that is completely unique to you. So I think that's super important to remember and don't let that keep you from starting. Um, so yeah, figure out like what your niche is, what you want to be in, um, and then figure out what you want to, what platforms you want to do. If you just want to be on Instagram, if you just want to do TikTok, like stuff like that. And then just start doing your research and figuring out how you can get really good at that or whatever, and then start posting and creating content. Um, something that is definitely really good to work on when you are starting that I wish I would have known is to work on an abundance mindset. And so what I mean by that is um, you have abundance and scarcity. So abundance, meaning that you're looking at life from the glass is half full, whereas scarcity, you're looking at the glass half empty. So I definitely recommend start looking at the glass half full and realizing like there is enough success to go around for everyone. So if you're thinking like Aid is already this awesome content creator and she's like been able to grow her channel and do all these things like I can't possibly succeed in that way. Like that is something that you should start working on and realizing like, yes, you can. There's enough to go around. There's enough success for everyone to go around. And this is something I wish I would have like learned from the beginning. And I think it would have saved me a lot of like headaches and troubles, um, constantly comparing myself. And there's, um, we'll talk more about comparison as well, but 
like I said, if you want something, you want that YouTube channel, you want that website, you got to go out and get it. You got to put in the work, you got to do it. Um, and you got to figure out your priorities and stuff so you can get yourself to where you want to go. Um, another thing I will also recommend, which I do want to do an episode about this is finding your why. So you got to figure out why you want to do this. Like I said, when I started, I wanted to do this because I wanted to help people. Not because I wanted free stuff, free festival tickets, money, anything like that. All that stuff has come secondary and has stayed secondary. Um, because let me be honest, like I don't make a whole lot of money off YouTube AdSense. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I haven't got my first, I haven't got paid from YouTube AdSense. Like I didn't get paid for like three or four months because I didn't even hit the threshold. So I'm really just doing this because I love doing it and I love helping people. So you have to figure out what your why is. If you are just in it for the money, in it for the sponsorships, like stuff like that, that's great and all, but you're going to be met with a lot of like roadblocks and heartache and dead ends because that, that stuff is just like, it's great and all, but this is so much more work than you're actually going to see the benefit of that out of, you know what I mean? Whereas like I see the benefit almost every time I post, you know, like I get so many DMs from you guys. I get to meet you guys at festivals and that is more gratifying and fulfilling for me getting to connect with you guys and getting to help you guys out and like realizing we're all not alone and stuff to, is like what fills my cup up, you know? So that's number one. <laughs> number two, the second lesson I've learned is treat everything like an experiment. So I work in digital marketing. I am a marketing manager at a digital marketing agency here in Austin. And I will say treating everything like an experiment has truly, truly helped me a lot. It leaves expectations out the door. It basically um, lets you know that you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. And it just takes a lot of pressure off of you. So what I mean by that is whenever I have an Instagram post or a video about to go up, I don't think like, oh, it's going to get that, this amount of likes, it's going to do so well, like this post is going to hit and it's like going to go great or whatever. I'm going to get a ton of followers, whatever. That is going to set you up for disappointment. Just setting expectations like that. You can set goals. Goals are good, but you need to have enough data to back up those goals. So like for me, going into this year, I was estimating a goal of getting to 10,000 on YouTube because I was going to be going to all these festivals like Coachella, Buku, Lightning in a Bottle, where I could be reaching new audiences, provide really helpful content for, have a lot of vlogs to go with it and reach new audiences. So I was thinking I was going to hit 10K. <laughs> it's September. We're at 6,500. There is no way I'm hitting that goal, but I didn't know a pandemic was going to happen but I thought 10,000 was pretty reachable, but now not so much. Now I'm just hoping I hit 7K by the end of the year. You know what I mean? But I'm not setting that expectation. So I really just look at everything like an experiment when I'm testing out new video topics. Like you guys are really loving the vlogs on YouTube and I was not expecting that. So I'm like, okay, if they're really liking that, let's keep doing it. Let's keep replicating it. Figure out when you're starting out what posts, what content do people resonate with? And then start posting more of that if you really enjoy making that. I will say don't post things just because they're trending or popular if that is something that doesn't resonate with you. 
So like for me, especially on TikTok, like it's really hard because you want to get on all the trends and do the trendy dances. I love doing the TikTok dances, but like, that's not my brand. You know what I mean? Like I could make it rave somehow and festival somehow. So that's stuff I try to do, but at the end of the day, that's not me. So it's like, figure out stuff that performs well, but don't just do it because everyone else is doing it. You need to figure out where your brand voice lies, what makes you authentic, what makes you um, authentic to your audience. That's what I was getting at. Um, so yeah, treat everything like an experiment and just test and test and test. I have a document tracking my analytics and my metrics month over month. So I'm tracking my website analytics and then I'm tracking all of my social media analytics like followers, this was the post that did well this month, stuff like that. And that just helps me see trends over time. So that is something I recommend to you. And also like if you are wanting to um, use this towards like a job or something, like I have vibe with eight on my resume. I haven't used it yet on my resume because I've been at the same job for three years. But I can take those metrics that I've done with Vibe with Aid and use those metrics in my resume. And because I've grown a YouTube channel from the ground up, I've grown my Instagram by however much over three years. I've done a lot with this brand and I can use that on, on my resume. So treat everything like an experiment, gather that data. Um, I also do um, like surveys with my audience from time to time just to get a feel for what content they're liking stuff like that. And I'll talk a little bit more about community and stuff in the next um, little lesson. Um, but yeah, treat everything like an experiment. It will save you the heartache. <laughs> um, there's definitely times where I was like, this post is going to do so well. And then it didn't do well at all. Um, I really don't look at the metrics like as a value of worth anymore. So like when a photo only gets like 400, 500 likes or something on Instagram. I'm like, all right, like whatever. That doesn't mean I'm like more, like I'm less of a person. It just means that content didn't resonate with the audience or it didn't hit the algorithm right. I didn't post at the right time, whatever it may be. Um, I also treat everything like an experiment, especially there was a time where I was shadow banned on Instagram <laughs> from using too many hashtags and using too many of the same hashtags or using hashtags that were shadow banned. So I had to experiment for a little bit, not using hashtags. And I've been able to grow my account without using hashtags, unless a brand tells me I have to use a hashtag. So like I said, I could do a whole episode on Instagram and talk about all that. Um, but just know you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. And I definitely want to do mistakes I've made as a separate podcast episode or something or a video. So that might be coming soon. Um, third lesson, value community over vanity metrics. This is so, so important because I have gotten caught up with the follower account. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and tell you guys, like, I don't care about the follower account because I, it, you know, it's, it's something that's there and it's something to take note of, especially with me because I'm a digital marketer. When I see the follower count go up rapidly or go down for some reason, I'm like, okay, why was that? I always ask why. I'm always asking, you know, what could I learn from this and stuff? Um, and it's been really hard to separate that from like what, like from myself, you know, like what am I doing wrong? Do people not like me? Like what is going on? Like that kind of stuff. 
But then I really snapped out of it. I snapped myself out of it. I get back into it for a little bit and then I snapped myself out of it. Like I really just wanted to hit 10K on Instagram. And then because I wanted the swipe up feature <laughs> on the Instagram stories, I think that's just like such a better like user experience. But after that, like a couple, like a month ago, I was getting like kind of weirded out on Instagram because my follower count was just fluctuating between 11.990 and like 12,010. So like I was losing like a lot of followers, but like I, lo I lose followers every day, but it typically balances out and I still gain, like I still have a positive like net new followers, if that makes any sense. So I got caught up in that. And then I was like, you know what? Something's not hitting with my content. Let's just test some things out and fix it, you know? But I have snapped out of it because I realized, you know, at the end of the day, like I just care about these people in my community. I don't even know why I'm continuously trying to get more and more new people to my audience when I should really take the time to value the current people that are engaging with my content, engaging with um, in, in my DMs, sending me DMs, like there's so many people that are just so sweet and so kind to me. And yeah, it's just like, why do I keep on like focusing on that stupid number when it's like, I have someone that would be willing to send me like a cup like this. And I got a whole care package for my new apartment from Strange Graves, who I mentioned in the last episode, you know, there, there's a follower that was willing, was willing to let me ship the totem to her to take it to Electric Forest. And like, that's so crazy to me, like that I have such an awesome subscriber base and like follower base like that, that are willing to do stuff like that for me. And so there's a podcast I will link down below for you guys. It's um, Live Free Creative. This podcast is about growth and engagement. And she really talks about how we should view growth and engagement in separate ways of like growth being like your audience number changing or whatever. Like growth should be something that um, like you should be viewing it as like how you're changing as a person and how you're able to grow and grow yourself, not necessarily like your audience. And then engagement, she was talking about how like she had this one follower who was willing to like send her something like basically helped her out and i was just thinking about all the times that i've had followers like willing to do stuff like that for me and they barely even know me you know what i mean so that podcast episode really put it into perspective for me that like community is just everything like without you guys i would not be sitting here you know what i mean um so you really should be taking the time to appreciate those followers you do have and whether that's responding to every dm i respond to every dm I've been a little bit on the more hesitant side of it a little bit lately. I don't respond to every single DM, but there's some where I have to kind of filter out, like, do I want to respond to this or not? Um, but if you guys send me a DM with any questions, any like feedback, stuff like that, I always answer those. Um, there's just some that I don't answer, like the creepy sugar daddies that slide into my DMs. <laughs> They're like, are you looking for a sugar daddy? And I'm like, nope, no, thank you. Um, but I delete those. So it's like, I do what I can and I try to respond to every comment I got on my Instagrams and stuff like that. So 
make sure you try and take the time to talk to your subscribers and followers that you have. Even if you have a small audience, like there's still someone that is impacted by what you're doing and you might not have any idea, but like you do make an impact. There's a lot of followers I don't know because they never speak up or like DM me or anything, but then I'll get a really nice comment or a DM from them one day being like, I don't really interact with you, but I just want to say like X, Y, and Z. And I'm just like, that's so sweet, you know? So you just never really know the people that you're impacting. So I think it's just super important to focus on that community and building a solid community versus focusing on those metrics. Um, number four. Comparison is the thief of joy. <laughs> yeah, I, this is something I come back to all the time. Comparison, the game of comparison, comparing myself to others is just like, it's so hard not to, but I'm much happier when I don't compare myself to others. <laughs> um, it really is the thief, of, the thief of joy. Like there was a time back when I first started where I would get very, I don't even know what the word is. I would just get very like tense and like, I would have this animosity towards like people that got to content before I did, or they did a topic before I did, or, um, the fact that they have more time to like take photos or like they got a they got this brand to collaborate with them or like whatever, they got this opportunity and stuff. And I had to snap myself out of it and be like, I'm going to drive myself crazy. I just need to focus on myself. I already have a solid community. I already have great content. Like, why am I like doing this to myself? <laughs> and you just have to realize that you bring your own spin to things and you bring your own story. And it goes back to that abundance mindset. Like there's enough to go around for everyone. People are going to get different opportunities and you just have to be happy for them and know that like, that's great for them. And something can also be on its way to you too. Um, all of us in the festival content creating space, we are all getting really incredible and amazing opportunities. And I think it's important to be happy for people when that happens and not question yourself and not put any, any weight to yourself for not getting that opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, because something could be on its way to you and you have no idea. Like I, there are so many times where I was like, wow, like, I don't know why, like that brand doesn't want to work with me. Like, why don't they want to work with me? Blah, 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 blah. Like what's wrong with me? And there's nothing wrong with you. Like they probably, they probably didn't one, find you two, you probably, their audience is already getting picked from another influencer. Like there's so many factors that we don't think about. And we just think that there's automatically something wrong with us, but really there's other things that could be wrong. When, the, when in fact there was other reasons why you didn't get chosen or that wasn't meant for you, you know, because there are always going to be other things that are meant for you having that abundance mindset. There's enough to go around for everyone. So I think it's super important just to kind of stay in your own lane. Like it's helpful to see what other creators are doing, but not, uh, put any, val any value towards it in terms of like devaluing yourself. So like, if people are putting out multiple videos a week and you could barely even get one video out of a week or a month, you know, don't make, don't get down on yourself about it. Like we all are given the same amount of time, but we also all have different things going on in our lives. Like I was getting very, not triggered, but just kind of like, 
down in the dumps when I can see so many people creating amazing TikToks. And I'm like, I don't have that same amount of time as others. Like a lot of people that are doing really great on TikTok and are able to produce so much content on TikTok, they're either in school and over summer they weren't in school. So they had a ton of time to just make TikToks. Um, they had a lot more time given the pandemic. Um, you know, some of them might have unfortunately lost their job. So they had more time to create TikToks. Just stuff like that. Like you just never know what other people are able to do with the time that they're given. And we're not all given the same, we're given the same amount of time, but we all don't have the same schedules, right? So it's really up to us to time manage and prioritize as best as we can to do what we want. Um, but I really had to like remind myself that like, it's so hard seeing people being able to create all this content all the time. And I have a nine to five and that's just where I'm at right now. Maybe one day, content creating is going to be my full-time job for myself. But until now, this is where I'm at. And I just have to accept that. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean, doesn't make me any less of a person. Doesn't make me any less of a creator. I just have to get a little bit more creative with my time and that's okay. So another thing that I'm also working on with like this comparing and contrasting and comparison stuff is working on the, I'm working on filtering out what I think I need to do. So for example, um, I have talks with other creators. We have some talks between each other. Like I'm always texting Emma. I'm always talking to other people in the space and stuff. And it's hard not to talk to them and think, oh, should I be doing this too? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it's great. Like Emma and I did a YouTube webinar together and that really helped me kind of reset my YouTube channel and where I want it to go. Um, but then there's other things like uh, that she might be doing or other creators might be doing other content that they're putting out. And it's hard not to think like, should I be doing this too, you know? <laughs> so I'm trying to filter out what is necessary for me to do or not to do based on what they're talking about. Um, for example, like we were doing a lot of tag challenges in the YouTube community and Tag challenges are great, but some of the things that they were proposing as ideas, I'm like, I don't think I have time to do this. You know what I mean? Um, so I've been working on trying to filter out, like, what could I take away from this? Like, can I do this? Can I not do this? Because I was feeling so pressured to be like, oh, if they're doing a video idea like this, like, should I be doing something similar? Like, should I hop on this trend? Should I hop on that trend? So I've been working on trying to filter out you know, what's going to work best for me, what's something my audience will like and my community will like, and then kind of go from there, um, which helps take the pressure off, definitely. And then the last lesson I have learned in my time of being a content creator is that rest is important for any creative. Rest is important just in general, whether you are working out a lot or you're working a lot, like, Getting rest is so, so important. So especially in content creating, I've learned that rest is important. Um, there's a quote that I keep coming back to this quarantine. It is, there are times for creating and times for becoming the person who will create the next best thing. For many of us, this is a becoming time, rest and become. So I think that this is super, super important. You can only go 100 miles an hour for so long. You know what I mean? You can only work at 100% for so long. So I have been taking a lot of breaks during quarantine or I've been taking steps back and just taking breaks from social media or from creating content. 
um, a lot more during the pandemic because I don't have festivals. You know, those are my happy places. So I've been having to take a lot more breaks than normal just because I've been getting really stressed out, really down in the dumps, stuff like that. Um, but it's important to take rest, take that time to rest and take those breaks. Like I've learned that like your brand will keep going. You know what I mean? I was worried like, oh, I'm going to lose followers or I'm not going to gain any followers. And like the great thing about algorithms, especially on Instagram and TikTok is that they'll keep showing your content. And like YouTube is that they'll keep showing your content even when you're not posting. So I think it's super important to recognize when you need to take breaks and if you need to plan ahead and pre-record and do a bunch of stuff ahead of time, just so you can enjoy a little break and vacation, then do that. Um, burnout is very real. And I recognize when I get burnt, when I start to get burned out is when I'm very like slow to respond to people or I'm very like, what's the word? I don't want to say bitchy, but like I get very like impatient with people. Not impatient. I don't know what the, I missed, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of, but I get very like irritable. Maybe that's the word. Um, so I'll figure out ways to take that rest time. I think it's super important. Um, another Thing that kind of ties in with this is having the power to say no. Ooh, this was something big I learned in trying to like prioritize and um, saying no and stuff. When you start creating and you start putting out content, you start building that audience and community and everything, you're going to start to get um, some DMs from time to time <laughs> from brands wanting to collaborate, from people wanting to collaborate, whatever it may be. And sometimes you have to say no. There were definitely opportunities I've gotten and I've had to say no just because um, I just didn't have enough time to you know, execute it or it just wasn't something I was interested in. If it's something that doesn't resonate with you or your audience, like then don't do it, <laughs> I recommend. Um, like I've gotten, I've gotten brands to ask me if I could do Amazon reviews for like cybersecurity software. I'm like, this has nothing to do with my audience. So like emails like that, I will just delete. And then some, I will actually respond being like, Hey, thanks for reaching out. This doesn't quite suit me or my audience, but thanks for reaching out. That kind of thing. Um, other times I've sent DMS or emails back and I will ask them what their timeline is, what their budget is. Um, stuff like that. And that kind of helps weed them out because if they don't have a budget, then I'm kind of like, I work full time and I work on this all on the side. So whatever time this takes to create this content is taking away time for me to create my own content. So I always have to like be very mindful about that. And like, I'm not in it for the money, like I've said, but some things do take time and I want to put value to that. You know what I mean? Like I know I have a really big audience on Instagram and I have a growing audience on YouTube. Like there is stuff that takes time. And so if a brand reaches out to me about doing some type of promotion, like sometimes I will say like, what is your budget? Um, because I would want to be properly compensated for that time of working on that. You know what I mean? So there's stuff like that. I've also said no, just because if the timeline is too big of a time crunch, like I will just say like, you know, I can't produce the amount of quality I would want to do for this. So I am going to have to decline. So you get really good at saying no. I also say when I'm going on vacation or something like that, I'm like, no, I'm going on a social media break. So sorry, like I can't do this for you kind of thing. 
Um, but I think it's super important to set those boundaries and to acknowledge that. I will also say on my phone, the only notifications I have are like text messages and phone calls and stuff. Um, I don't have any social notifications that get pushed to my phone just because it gives me a break. And then I am more intentional about the amount of time I do spend on my phone. I also have screen time limits on my phone. So that is something else that allows me to kind of rest my mind towards the end of the day. And when I wake up, I'm not tempted to go on social media right away. So make sure you're setting those boundaries for yourself and you're finding that time to rest so that you can come back to it with a fresh perspective and everything like that. Whew. Wow. What an episode, you guys. I feel like that was really great. I hope this was helpful for you. Kind of was rambling on. Like I said in the previous podcast, I'm just kind of word vomiting and letting whatever flow out, flow out. Um, makes it a lot easier for me to edit. And I hope you guys have been enjoying it and stuff. So, so if you did like this episode, um, feel free to leave a rate, review, subscribe, like it, all that jazz. Um, if you guys have any more comments or questions, feel free to comment them on YouTube. Shoot me an email, let's buy podcast at vibewith8.com. Um, like I said, just start, get started, treat everything like an experiment, value community over vanity metrics, comparison is the thief of joy, and rest is important for any creative. So keep those things in the back of your mind. I would love to see um, if any of you guys get started based on any of my tips. So let a girl know if you're starting content creating, whether it's an Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, blog, whatever it is, I'd love to see what you guys come up with and whatnot. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. It means a lot to me and I hope you guys have a good rest of a week. <laughs> I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Stay vibey vibe tribe. Bye.